welcome to another episode of Be The Vibe Radio with your favorite hostess out here in these podcast streets, Crystal's son. And uh, I don't know if y'all could tell I'm feeling myself today. <laughs> I'll probably actually knock out quite a few episodes in this one sit because I got a lot of things to say. I've actually been having a lot of ideas in regards to content, like media content. Um, so in addition to just things I want to talk about on this platform, things I want to write about on my blog, on my website, um, videos I want to do, just, you know, stuff I want to post on Instagram. So I'm in a media creative mood right now. So yes, I'm definitely feeling myself. Yes. So with that being said, this particular episode is... One that I haven't done in a while, which is an unpopular opinion. I have not gone on and done a unpopular opinion in quite a bit of time. Um, It's been a while since I've talked my shit and I'm so ready for it because Mars is in retrograde. I've been feeling extra feisty, extra rowdy, and I just want to talk some shit. So this episode of unpopular opinion is... Dun, dun, dun priesthood is not glamorous yeah so you know I definitely wanted to talk about this because it needs to be talked about it will everything that I talk about I feel like it needs to be talked about but this topic particularly because um okay so let me just break it down for y'all for those of you who know me you've been listening for a while you know that I am um a, a Aberisha in the Lukumi tradition um so I am a Arisha devotee and I am um you know a, a, a practitioner of Arisha worship um I'm, I am also initiated in um some other African traditional religions so um, I have a background in quite a few different African traditions as far as just observation and just in general, you know, just in general. That's the first thing. But overall, you know, there's there's a trend of, you know, ATR is becoming a trend. African traditional religions are becoming a trend. And a lot of it has to do with just it entering into the mainstream, people being more vocal, uh, the the popularity or the influence of social media, you know. So it's just it's just really there on the front street. A lot of us are waking up as far as those you know African Americans or are coming out of our traditional Christian backgrounds and searching for practices that are more closely related to what our ancestors did and just an overall desire for Africans, Americans wanting to practice the traditions of our ancestors. Okay. So ATRs are becoming a trend and, you know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes things being a trend is a good thing. And then sometimes it, it could be a bad thing. And so what I'm noticing with, ATRs is people running towards priesthood. And when I when I say priesthood, what I mean is people running to get initiated as priests and priestesses in their various African traditional religions, right? So, you know, people running to be priests in Orisha, people running to be Mambos and Gans and in Haitian Voodoo, um, you know, people, you know, wanting to get become priests in Ifa, like just whatever, you know, whatever the tradition is, people are running to be initiated as a priest um and it's just concerning for me because uh 
it's just concerning for me because people have this warped idea of what priesthood is or what it's about. And more importantly, a lot of people who are running towards priesthood have their own hidden agendas behind it that are not 100% sincere or um, not 100% um, uh, with integrity. Meaning that, well, basically what I'll say is this, is that, you know, people are seeking priesthood titles to satisfy their own hubris, to satisfy their own ego, to satisfy their own sense of entitlement, to satisfy their own inner insecurities, the need to feel better, be, you know, be better than just all these like shit that really should be worked out in therapy, right? And that's a whole other conversation. I really feel like people need to go to therapy before they even start practicing these traditions, let alone being initiated as a priest or priestess, but I already talked about that in my other podcast about <laughs> spirituality and um, mental illness or, you know, psychotic shit. So if you have questions or you want to know more about that, refer to that podcast episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are running towards priesthood that don't flat out need to be priests, to be honest. Um, and the way that you can tell is that you can see it in their actions and their character. You know, you you know immediately when someone is not meant to have a position of authority. And a lot of people who are given the, these positions of authority within the, the realm of priesthood and priestesshood just don't fucking need it at all it makes them way worse than what they were before they had their ritual so here's what i'm seeing i'm seeing on one hand uh, a bunch of people who are marked for priesthood um the reason why is because many of us are picking up family traditions and family obligations and family titles that have been lost You know, when you think about it, um, you know, as many of us who were brought over um, from the, you know, into the diaspora, um, you know, we, a lot of us came, a lot of our ancestors came from lineages of priests and priestesses, you know, royals, uh, kings, queens, etc. You know, and then once the, you know, ancestors were brought over, you know, they were able to maintain those uh, traditions as much as possible, pass them down. But, you know, there's a lot of that passing down that got, um, that got, uh, disrupted, you know, a lot of lineages that were, um, stopped or a lot of traditions that just kind of ended with a certain ancestor and that were whatever, for whatever reasons weren't passed on or for various reasons weren't passed on. Um, but at the end of the day, when you have a, an ancestral obligation, to um a, uh, a a group of spirits or a spirit you know if your family has a, a a patron spirit that they've served or they have a contract to serve and at some point that contract was uh forgotten that spirit doesn't forget the or those deities those spirits don't forget and so down the line what ends up happening is that you know somewhere some some descendant at some point will be awakened to the um to the uh expectations of that contract and so a lot of us now are experiencing that because a lot of us now are open to alternative ways of worship so basically what i'm saying a lot of us are coming out of the christian backgrounds and we're even making ourselves open to enough 
for these ancestral deities to come to us and remind us of these ancestral contracts that we have with them. So it may seem like everybody named Mama is being initiated as a priest or priestess. It's only because we're playing catch up at this point. You know, many of us have family obligations to serve the our, our family spirits. So that's what you see on one hand. But on the other hand, as many people as you see being marked for priesthood, there's way more people that are not marked for priesthood. And you have to remember, or for those of you who don't know, rather I'll say, because um, a lot of you listening don't aren't, uh, you know, practitioners of ATRs. There's stages to priesthood or initiation. So, you know, you can go up to a certain point and then that's it. You know, you can go up to a certain point without even reaching the level of priesthood um but you can have multiple ceremonies multiple different types of initiation but you know a lot of people are even meant for that but but not necessarily actually becoming a priest or priesthood in these traditions so it may seem there's a like there's a lot but when you think in the context uh, context of um religions and and hierarchy and clergy there's a lot of pastors there's a lot of preachers there's a lot of bishops and and um you know deacons and you know like and and the different priests and you know um rabbis and just you know there's a lot of them so it would make sense that there are also a lot of the priests and priestesses within the ATRs because they technically are religions. But at the same time, just because there's a lot of rabbis doesn't mean everybody's meant to be a rabbi. Just because there's a lot of you know deacons of the church doesn't mean that everybody's meant to be a deacon of the church. It's the same way. And what I want people to really understand is that you have to approach these religions as religions. You know, yes, they're very um, holistic. African religious philosophy is very holistic, very all-encompassing. There's no separations between things. But at the end of the day, it's still a religion and it operates the same way. So you wouldn't approach a pastor and just be like, oh, because he's a pastor and then his son is studying and, you know, other people are studying. I just want to be a pastor. That may or may not be your calling. And it's the same way. So my whole thing is I really want people to kind of understand and really um Stay away from the mindset that African traditional religions are just these mystic, esoteric practices. These are actually legitimate hierarchical religions with clergy and and um, religious orders. <laughs> so, in other words, it's not a free-for-all. As much as people want to pretend like it is or appropriate like it is or claim it otherwise... It is not a free-for-all. It's not for everybody to, you know, be a priest or priestess. It's not even meant for everybody to even be a part of some of these traditions, regardless if they're mainstream or not, because it really boils down to lineage. But that's a whole other unpopular opinion that I'll probably do. Um, But I just kind of want to put everything into context before I kind of go into just my observations about how people treat priesthood the idea of priesthood or how people approach it within the context of african traditional religions you know so there because people think that it's for everybody and people glamorize it um 
they don't really treat it as as as, as serious as it, it should be treated. And then they go into it with this whole other mindset that is um, not honoring of this, you know, practice or this religion. Um, but I want to kind of break some things down. So what I want to do is, you know, I'm all for uh, language, right? And definitions and having a clear understanding of what the fuck it is that we're talking about. So, I, you know, I'm going to break down what the Webster's Dictionary definition of a, of a priest is, Okay. So according to Webster's, a priest is an ordained minister having the authority to perform certain rites and administer certain sacraments. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that. A priest is an ordained minister having the authority to perform certain rites and administer certain sacraments. So this is the reason why I say that everybody's not meant to be a priest or priestess in the context of ATRs because not everybody has the license or the authority or is meant to administer rites and and sacraments on behalf of the community and the spirits from which the community is serving, okay? This is what you're doing when you become a priest. You are administering rites and 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 sacraments. Okay, and deeper than that, when you when you bring it into the realm of African traditional religions, at the end of the day, a priest or a priestess is a mediator between the community and the spirits in which the community serves. Okay, you're the middle person. You're the one that speaks for the spirits when there's messages, you know, and then you're the one that speaks on behalf of the community when the community is wanting to um uh commune with these spirits all right and again everybody's not meant to to have that position but because of the way that a lot of people approach um african traditional religions there's again this glamorization of being a priest or priest you know priestess right so everybody thinks that it is just you know having a title and showing everybody your pretty altars and you know dressing up in the colors and you know whatever but it's like <laughs> it's not at all what it really is you know so you know i'm just gonna list a few things that i've observed people when they go into this what they think it is you know they think that being a priest is, is a position of authority right so you get to come in and you you oh i'm a priest and i'm an elder and such and such and you know to a certain extent yes um you know but at the same time remember atrs are hierarchical you know so you know there's very much about <laughs> basically you know as as much of a, a sense of authority you think you have you're gonna always have elders and people who are above you and people that you answer to right so people think it's clout. People think it's station. You know, I'm Yayi such and such. I'm Hungan so and so. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, and then they want to, especially when they have their, their head spirits behind them, they're like, oh, I'm Oshun this. Oh, I'm Shango that. And it's just like, okay, you know. Um, now, mind you, when you are initiated into the priesthood, it does elevate your station technically, you know. Um, but when you a lot, a lot of people don't understand too that, um, you know, again, we're a lot of us are picking up traditions and titles and things that were already a part of our our bloodline that have been like forgotten or lost down the road. So, in the context of 
traditional, you know, religions, African traditional religions, a lot of people who were priests and priestesses were already upper class royalty, etc. You know, so in that context, yes, it is an elevation, you know, or or a, a positioning of your station. Um, but in regards to modern times, we're just picking up <laughs> where we left off. So what I'm really trying to say is that you're not really grabbing onto anything special. You're just reestablishing something that's already in your bloodline, but it doesn't make you any better than what you were, if that makes sense. Um, a lot of people feel like priesthood is power. Like, you know, you get initiated and you have a, a access to all these powers and things and, you know, these gifts. And I'm going to be real with you. There is a separation between magical technology and religion, meaning that at the core African traditional religions are about the devotion and the and the worship and the reverence of these whatever particular deities of that religion. That is separate from actual magical practices which are their own system. You know what I'm saying? So if you weren't already gifted and if you didn't already have power or whatever before you got made a priest, being a priest ain't going to give you some special powers. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to make you some priest superhero. <laughs> but a lot of people go into it thinking that, okay, you know, now that I'm initiated as a priestess of Oshun, now I got all these magical powers. And it's just like, nah, not really. <laughs> not at all, actually. You know, you should have already had, you know, if you're looking to work magic, then you should already be learning magical systems of your ancestors before you incorporate that or, or go into the priesthood. And really, technically, you're supposed to keep those separate. You know, I don't go to my Orishas with hoodoo shit. <laughs> if I'm doing hoodoo, I'm doing hoodoo and it's separate. If I need to talk to my Orishas and have them work something out for me, that's separate. You know, my Orishas perform miracles. I perform hoodoo. <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the separation, Right. A lot of people feel like, you know, it, it's just this access to just all this vast knowledge. And let me tell you, the more you practice these ATRs, the more you learn and realize that you don't know shit. You know, sometimes it can be so overwhelming, all the things that you have to learn and consistently learn. You know what I'm saying? But people think that when they get initiated as a priest, they automatically know everything. It's like, no, that's actually truly the start of your study. And really, these practices are a lifelong um study like you don't ever stop learning within these religions you know but it definitely may, does not make you the, the, the know-all um and people just think that you know priesthood is, is about being served by others and it's like no it's not that at all either um it's not like that at all as a matter of fact um you know you it's not just you on your on your pedestal while everybody comes to you and caters to you that's definitely not what i've observed a priesthood within the, the atrs so let me tell you what i have observed um you know i have my own elders who i i have blessed to be very close to and who I not only observe just through just, you know, watching, but I talk to them a lot, too. And I ask them a lot of questions about their own experiences as elders. Um, 
you know, I also have, you know, friends that are, are, are priests as well, you know, so I'm able to see it from like their, how it affects their personal life and, you know, their relationships and things like that. And so, you know, what priesthood is, is it's a lot of hard work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, for example, like I've seen my own Padrino. He works full time. Um, Actually, every like every priest that I know has full time jobs. That's another thing people think it is. They think that it's also like getting rich, living off of being a priest and doing spiritual work. And it's just like, no, Um, every priest that I know, they have a job. (laughs) So, you know, they work, they balance their work life with their personal life and their spiritual life you know it's a lot of hard work my my I've watched my own padrino like work all week and then fly out to here to Atlanta like perform ceremonies all weekend and then turn around and fly back home on a Sunday you know what I mean like he'll work all day all week fly out Friday get in early Saturday like 5 a.m turn around we do ceremonies all day Saturday, most of the day Sunday, and then they he packs up and he leaves Sunday night to go back to Vegas to turn around and work on Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, my friend, you know, she's also a priestess and she she's a priestess in, in a few traditions. She has a huge spiritual house where she's doing ceremonies for a few different traditions and, you know, but she works as well. You know what I'm saying? And then that's just outside of having any type of family time or time for, you know, relationships, like intimate relationships and things like that. So it's a lot of hard work. You know, people are always calling on you in need, you know. And so, you know, you were as a priest, you're always having to show up and and, uh, um, accommodate the needs of the community, the needs of the community. Uh, It's a lot of fucking sacrifice. You know, I've watched. Um, you know, several priests and priestesses sacrificing, you know, time, sacrificing their own personal desire, sacrificing, you know, sometimes relationships with people and, you know, things like that. Um, you know, and so a lot of the times, and then too, when you are a priest, you are answering to spirits and spirits have their own demands of you. So they require you to make certain sacrifices that are never easy, you know, as a priest. And you're held to a higher standard because you're a a priest, you know. Um, It's a lot of responsibility, a lot of fucking responsibility, you know, because as a as a priest, you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for how you serve your spirits. You're responsible for your community. You're responsible for holding ceremonies. And you're responsible for offering spiritual advice, readings. If you've got an e-lay or a spiritual house with God children, then you're responsible for the spiritual development of, of not only just yourself, but also your God children. Um, I've, I've seen priests having to deal with difficult, you know, godchildren, scandals, you know, having to mediate certain things and having to make tough decisions in regards to the, you know, what's best for them in their, in their spiritual house. It's a lot. It is a lot of responsibility. Um, 
it's a lot of balancing. Like I was saying, you know, a lot of having to make sure that you honor both your your own personal time and your own house, your own health, your own emotional well-being, um, and as well as balancing being a, a, a priest, you know, in a position of spiritual, having to provide spiritual guidance for a large group of people. It is a ton of accountability, um, a ton of accountability, because at that point you are part of a clergy and you are part of a religious order. So not only do you have your own spirits that you're answering to, but then you got elders, people, you know, godparents that have vouched for you, that have initiated your ceremonies and, you know, other people, elders that are, have been in before you and you're, you're definitely accountable to your ancestors. And, you know, I just see a lot of people who become priests and they operate with such distasteful character um, forgetting that when you initiate as a priest, like you are held to the highest standard of accountability. <laughs> you don't get no passes, no slides and no, you know, not even an inch to, 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 of, an, of excuses. You don't get any of that as a priest. Um, it's a lot of study. Like I said, you know, people come in, they think that now all of a sudden because they're a priest that they know it all. But it's like, no, it's a ton of study. You, songs, prayers, how to do rituals, how to how to serve the certain spirits, how to do the divinations, how to, you know, it's a lot. And that's just with one tradition. That doesn't even include if people are initiated into multiple, you know, traditions, if they're priests of multiples. I know a few people who are priests of multiple traditions. Um... It's the, the the you know it, it's a lot of money because the, for real talk priests and like initiations to priesthood are not cheap. You know the they run at least six seven thousand dollars on the low end. You know I've seen averages of eight thousand ten thousand to get initiated. I've seen people talk about thirty thousand to get initiated. Um, now I think the thirty you know I think anything more than fifteen may be excessive, um, but. I'm not, you know, a part of whatever traditions that they were initiated to. So I don't know what types of resources and things go into those initiations. So it might have really cost 30000 to get initiated. But it's money. You know, I can't even begin to tell you how much money I've dropped with the, with the ceremonies that I've had. And those are just ceremonies. That's not even a, 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 an initiation to a priesthood. And I've dropped several thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of money and resources. Um, so yes, you do have to have a certain level of abundance and wealth and privilege in order to even initiate as a priest or priestess, you know, into an ATR. Um, but the biggest thing is that it's service to others. You know, like I said, a lot of people think that once they get initiated, they're up on this pedestal and people are serving them. It's like, no, you are serving, serving others. You are a servant of the spirits and you are a servant of your community, you know, and I've seen it. You know, I've I've worked ceremonies and I've I've personally seen and experienced what it means to be a service as an aberisha, not even as a as an as a as a full priestess. You know what I'm saying? But it is a lot of service to others, a lot of self-sacrificing. Um you definitely don't get rich by it. You know, like I've say stated in 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 a few other podcast episodes, a lot of these times with these ceremonies, you pay your money um, or the priest receives the money, they don't really make anything off of it. 
you know, a lot of times, like real priests and priestesses, the money is going to the actual ceremony. They'll either break even. Most priests go in the hole because they're having to supplement, you know, what what costs weren't covered or what portion of the initiation wasn't covered. So a lot of priests and priestesses go in the hole, you know, in order to, 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 to do their ceremonies for others. Um... But if they do clear a profit, it may be like a couple hundred dollars off of several thousand. So it is a lot of being of service to others, a lot of being of service to the community. So those are just things I want you all who's listening to think about in regards to priesthood within the ATRs. Um, Y'all, it's okay to be regular. It is completely okay to just be normal to be your regular self. It's okay um, to not have a title. It's okay. You know, like, it's okay. It is so okay. Like, just the fact that you're on this journey and you are wanting to tap into your ancestors and practice what they practice, that you want to reconnect with the spirits and the 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 gods and goddesses of our ancestors you know, the fact that you are on this path of breaking generational curses and just really remembering who you are, like, that is more than enough. That's enough responsibility as it is. You know, that is definitely is more than enough responsibility as it is without having to add on just, you know, the whole burden of being a priest or, or, or getting into the priesthood. Um, so you guys, it's okay. It is so okay. It's not, priesthood isn't for everybody. Um, and you know, you don't need a title to be important within, you know, the system of ATR because really, you know, it's there, it's a community based practice. You know, these practices are community based, meaning that. Everybody has a role and everybody's important. Everybody may not be a priest or priestess, but everybody's role is important. And and I've seen it over and over again and consistently in every ceremony that I've been a part of and every ceremony that I've received that, you know, nothing could get done without everybody being present and showing up whether or not that person's a priest or not. And to be honest with you, most of the heavy lifting and most of the important aspects of any ceremony come from those that are not a part of the clergy. You know, like the clergy, they just perform the rites and they do the the sacraments, but they sing the songs, they do the the prescriptions and things like that. But it's the community, the rest of the community that gets together that you know, brings the resources and prepares everything and cleans everything and creates the space and coordinates and organizes and cooks and makes sure everybody has what they need. Like, that's the real um, powerhouse and the real battery behind, or the fuel, I'll say, behind um, these religious houses, these spiritual houses. It's just the, the, the community. So if you are a part of the community, then you matter and you're important regardless if you have a title or not. Um, so, yeah, you know, that is all I guess I want to say in this episode of Unpopular Opinion.
So thanks for listening to my rant, <laughs> as always. Um, if you guys want to reach me, I am available um, on my website, bethevibe.com. You can also hit me up through email at therapeuticvibrations at gmail.com. I'm back to regularly responding to my emails now that Simbi's Conjure is open. So um, for those of you who've emailed me like I'm catching up, and then those of you who, you know, in the future emailing me, you know, I'll be able to respond in, in a more timely manner. But, you know, definitely appreciate you all for your support and your listening. Um, I'm almost coming up with a one-year anniversary of Be The Vibe Radio, so I'm super excited. I think I'm going to do, like, a anniversary episode or something. Um, but, yeah, I, again, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And I definitely hope that you took away some things from this episode of Unpopular Opinion. So uh, that's it. Peace and blessings.